Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Is It Me? It's Friday, so you've had another week to spiral. We're back in studio. Um, I'm here with Josh Shapiro, my co-host, and uh, today's guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to these this lovely duo. I've had so much fun with the both of you. Um, it's John Contrecois. Did I say that right? Yeah, and Sarah French. Warren. Oh, I've been it's saying good. your name wrong forever. Everybody says <gasps> my name wrong. It's okay. Hi. Yeah. It's a tough name. Yeah. Because sometimes, is there an N or there's no N in... There's no N? Co- oh, yeah. See, I said contre quoi. Okay. No, it's Cotrequois. Oh. oh. But in French, it's Cotrequois. Okay. I've okay. used it in French to at the border and be like, it's Cotrequois. And they're like, oh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> like going into, going like from the Coming US back, to Quebec? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's very funny. Do they have any issues with you being Greek? No. Oh, okay. No, because I'm like Cotrequois and they're like, oh, okay. It's French. French. It sounds yeah. very French. Yeah, they're like I'm like Cotrequois. And they're like, oh, okay. Was there okay. e- is there extra at the end that like your family's gotten rid of over the years? No, okay, it's just good choice. But uh, my other family is K. What? And when they came here, like just K. K K K. Where is it? The beginning. K K. Is that more? K's. Is that more Greek? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. There's a lot of yeah. I feel like Greeks always have K's just thrown yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just throw them everywhere. But oh, when they great. came here, great letter. My uncle stayed K, and then. I guess whoever at the border for my father was like, I don't know what this is. And they put C. Oh, okay. So they Frenchified it. Yeah. Yeah. C is very French. Yeah. K is very Greek. Exactly. Oh. So my first cousins are K, Kochakois K, and we're C. Oh, oh interesting that you're still in like the same family and you have two different yeah. spellings of the same name. Exactly. That's really interesting. The same last name. Yeah. And they're brothers. Oh. Like my father and his brother. Oh, wow. My name is so English that something like that would never happen. Yeah, Warren is pretty easy. There, I, I looked up the name Sarah Warren one time in the U.S. There's over 400,000 people in the U.S. alone that have the name <laughs> Sarah Warren. <laughs> Isn't that fucking outrageous? What an identity crisis. <laughs> like, I just, I really remember, I was quite young being like, what do I do with this information? Like, what do you do with that information? And then in Canada, there's over like, I think there's something like 2,000. Okay. And yeah. what are, what's their like SEO? Like, if, do you ever Google yourself? Uh, Do I have any Googled, of you ever Google yourself? I have Googled, I Googled myself. myself yeah. It's usually like photos because I was in a pageant when I was a kid. So it's usually photos of me uh, being not in a pageant. L- listen, I won. Okay. So you can stuff that. But um, so usually there's like photos of me being like the ambassador of Logan Lake. But I did when I lived in Jasper, like because I lived in Jasper on and off for eight years. And there was a woman named Sarah Warren and we used to get our mail mixed up. Like oh. I got my mail one time and I was like, well, I didn't order. What is this? So I had to find her. <laughs> I had to find her on Facebook 
And then she's this like 60 year old woman that works at the gift store in Jasper. And she was like, this is so funny. I was like, this is actually really not funny because I am like waiting for parcels. And the Pure Leader guy, she's like, I ordered small webkins. Where are my webkins? Where are my webkins? <laughs> and like the Pure Leader guy knew her for a really long time. So he would bring any mail that said Sarah Warren directly to her. Oh, so oh. he was favoring her. Absolutely. The oh other yeah, because you were Which Sarah, is hard for me because I'm you a were Leo. Sarah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. hard. You had to, to be the main. Yeah. It's really difficult. <laughs> you were like the the backup. You yeah. were like the what do they call that in yeah. theater? The understudy. The understudy. She's the understudy, the understudy Sarah the understudy. Warren. The understudy Sarah. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna spiral about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Do you ever Google yourself, Josh? When I was a kid, yeah, but it's I have. My competition, I'm not going to be able to beat them for so long that I'm going to wait till I really have a chance of beating them in the Google rankings. Mm. Uh, one of them is now the governor of Pennsylvania. Oh. Josh Shapiro. Oh, nice. And uh, then Joshua Shapiro, uh, Crystal Skull Hunter. Uh, he really blew up after Indiana Jones 4, uh, Crystal Skull. <laughs> Uh, his career exploded, <laughs> and this guy's just calm. And he looks exactly like my grandpa. It's it's all oh. kind of weird. There's some blood in there for sure. But so I'm holding off on googling myself until uh -huh. I'm ready to hit those rankings. But you know, Shapiro is yeah. quite a common name. So common. So common. Super common. Yeah. yeah. This governor Josh Shapiro in where did you say? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Is he a Democrat or is the Republican? Uh, Matthew. Usually, if you look up Josh Shapiro, he's definitely going to be first. We have live Google um, on the show. He also like was that. the mayor, maybe governor of Alabama. Okay, so he's conservative. <laughs> I don't know though. Oh, maybe may I don't know because like it might have been like the the lower level or the whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, but maybe we'll Republican. See. But I think people like him. Yeah, I think he's a good. You dude. You can like a Republican. I think he's a good dude. <laughs> I used to date um, a Josh Shapiro. No, what's the what's the, when you're like a financial Republican? What's oh, that called? Fiscally, you're fiscally no, conservative. But there's like, there's really like a terminology for it where this guy was like, I'm not a Republican, but he, he's going to, he might see this and he's going to be like, I wasn't a Republican. I'm mean, like, you're a fucking Republican. But um, it's like a terminology for someone where it's like their political views are based around banks and like based around money and like the global market and like all of this. He was a rich what? finance guy. I don't know. Yeah. I was supposed to but be like there's rich. A, there's a yeah, term for privilege. it. Like there's a, but there's like a political There's a political party. Term for it. Oh. Matthew? Matthew? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but he was one of those. Okay. Anyways. Democrat. <laughs> a Democrat. The Josh Shapiro was? Josh Shapiro's a Democrat. Oh, Pennsylvania Josh Shapiro. Pennsylvania Josh Shapiro. Wow. Yeah. This Josh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's, the this, this that's, Josh, the, that's the face of a Democrat. This, this Josh doesn't vote. This guy has a soft dick. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to him. Yeah. Oh, to the Shapiro family. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, um, I think there's like only one other Michelle Forster that's like competing for SEO. Um, and she has a PhD. But I don't know what she has a PhD oh. in. Psychology. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Are you going to have to get a PhD now, too? No. Okay, good. No, Thank I, God. My stuff, I mean, I don't know if it's because, you know, when you Google something, it's like a locally, like it takes in your location. Mm -hmm. But I usually my just me comes up and it's usually just like, it's actually the Pantelis podcast comes up. Oh. <laughs> I actually, I think really that funny. the way I just felt is one of my most toxic traits. Okay. That because school was not important to me and mm. I just dropped out oh, very yeah. early, mm -hmm. whenever people like I like and care about like have to spend time on school, 
Like, I just want them to be done with school. Like, I don't look at the value yeah. that you're getting out of it once you're done with, like, a master's and it's incredible. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, yeah. can you just be done with that already? Yeah, you know you're like, right? are you going to do your fucking PhD? Like, yeah. you're like, so mad. You're like, are you going to do seven like another more fucking, years? Yeah, exactly. Another seven like, years, dude, really? Are you done with this shit or not? I am so done. I can't wait to graduate. I'm, you're in school right now? Yeah, I'm finishing my master's. When For are what? you done? Um, I'm finishing my master's in screenwriting and story design oh. at, in oh, Toronto. I'm that. done in April. Well, okay. I guess I technically okay. defend in May. But a master's is great. Congratulations. Thank you. What's yeah. your thesis on? Um, it's a script. It has to be like a oh, script okay. of like sense. a TV show or feature or whatever. And sense. you have to like package it up. And it has it goes through like all these levels okay. of editing. And yeah. What do you have a bachelor's in? My undergrad was a double major in communications and political science. Oh, that's such like... A comic. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I remember being a kid, like, looking up what comedians went to school for. Because I was like, ah, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was all, so many people in communications and, like, political science. A lot of communications students and a lot of, yeah, I almost went to law school. And I thought that was, like, made me cool and interesting and different. And then I listened right. to, like, two podcasts. And it's, like, every comedian. There's a lot of lawyers who become comedians. And there's a lot of comedians who thought they wanted to be lawyers. And mm. I think it's because comedians are all always we're trying to make a point i yeah. think and i think mm. we think that that's what lawyers do also but um, really i think we just like the sound of our own voice and we like to stand in front of people, people and tell a story yeah. i think yeah. that's yeah. really the only look at us sitting in this room yeah. listening to ourselves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to exactly <laughs> exactly um yeah so yeah no individualism in that at all like mm. yeah lawyer okay. communications yeah pretty okay very cool well, congratulations thanks yeah it's, it's fun. a long haul yeah it's a long haul. And you're almost there. You're almost there. Yeah. yeah. But I don't really know. Like, it's it's kind of one of those, pro it's like a program that I feel like when I tell people, they're like, that's fake. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's some schools in, in New York where you can, like, make up your own major. And I feel like when I tell people really? that I'm studying screenwriting, they're like, you made that up. That's not real. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like people don't watch TV. And think, how did this get here? Well, I think people just don't realize that screenwriting is a craft. They yeah. usually mm. just assume that, like, anyone that can write can do it. Right. No, and it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. It's yeah. fucking difficult. Me and, and my friend Olivia wrote a pilot together, and I was like, wow, I never want to do this again. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard, and it takes so much time, and there's so many little things, and I'm like, I don't even know proper grammar. Like, I went to culinary school because it was a trade, yeah. and I could travel with it, and I did it, like, a year early in my... Like I moved out at 17 and I like went to university a year early for culinary arts and then left. And that yeah. was it. And I was like, That's I, never, I never have to go back to school yeah. again. So like, I'm proud, I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> Me too. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Did you go to school? No. Good. Not at all. Zero. <laughs> we yeah. can tell. Yeah. yeah, I know. Love I don't <laughs> know grammar at all. I can't grammar for shit. Oh. It's so funny because I feel like it, it either, either there's a lot of standups too that are dropouts, yeah. right? And but some stand like some of the, Stand-up comedians are some of like the smartest, most mm. creative people I know. Which yeah. stand-ups are you talking to? I don't know. <laughs> John Kutrakois. <laughs> with a K. Kutrakois. John, can I ask you yeah. a question? <laughs> Only what's, the guy your, with the K. what's your biggest fear? Do you have any like fears, like thing, like specific things? Uh, not like spiders or anything like that. Like that, you mean? Not like, not, like it could be maybe two sides. Maybe like one side, like. Dying, die, like dying to whatever, or like, no. but the other side, like spiders or something like that, or heights, or I'm not a fan of flying, but I'm gonna go everywhere. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not a fan. You're a nervous flyer? Yeah. I don't wanna be in a box in the air. Fucks up your skin for like a week not after. Not in control. Yeah. I don't like that. It bloats you too. Yeah. My feet yeah. swell. Like a pregnant woman. Damn. Yeah. But no, fear, fear, no. Heights, no. 
But like, I'm not going to go bungee jumping. Yeah. But you're yeah. not like, you will stand on like a roof and be scared. Like I went to the Toronto tall building. CN Tower. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> the pointy one. The that pointy big pointy one. thing yeah. in Toronto. Uh, and I was okay. Like I went and I saw the thing. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I'm, not, I'm okay. Like rats and stuff, but that's disgusting. I'm not scared of I'm that. I'm petrified of rats. Really? I'm scared. I have a phobia. Same. <gasps> rats really? and mice. Rats and mice, like yeah. I can't. I've my, got a rat story for you. My well, I'm, you commented on my TikTok, so so you, I think oh. you already know. But like one, my apartment here in Montreal that I was subletting, um, well, one my dumb landlord evicted the people that were living there. My friends were living there, and he just basically like did this whole like rent eviction thing. It was insane. But then they were like, it's infested by mice. Mm. And what's crazy yeah. is the people that lived there before me had a mouse, my two guy friends that I got the apartment <laughs> from, and then I lived there. It's like a Th residential through a mouse. depressive episode, by the way, yeah. during COVID. There was like, it was not like the cleanest apartment, no mice, but then after full infestation. Oh, interesting. So from like, the pets or from outside? From outside. Oh, okay. Like my friend said there was so many mice in the kitchen that the stove stopped working because they chewed. The wire. They like oh, nested. I think they God. were like nesting behind mm. the stove. And it was just, even like listening to that, I was like, oh my God, I used to live there. That could have been me. Like mm -hmm. I, I, it took me like three days to recover. Probably I was, like, was you. They were just in the walls. But yeah, but that, are you scared or are you grossed out? I'm grossed out. You're saying it and I'm disgusted. Yeah. I'm I not mean, like, you're a filthy. No, but I would. If there was, if a mouse, if a yeah. mouse ran in this room, I would jump on the table. Me too. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't stay seated. I you wouldn't. Too much. Yeah, no, no, no. Really? Uh, the guy from Bustan caught me. I was peeing in the alley and a rat hit my foot. And the noise that I let out of me, the yeah. guy was like, Habibi, he got you. Habibi, <laughs> he got you. Oh, oh my God. Oh, no, see, like, I wouldn't recover. For, I would have thrown out those shoes. It was brutal. It was the fucking guy ran into me head first, just pow. I, it was yeah. weight hitting my foot. Yeah, as yeah a, rats are oh, big. It no, was rats brutal. Are fucking rats are gross. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Rats are too. If rats I had a rat can crawl in my up through your toilet yeah. into your. They could go through the pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Get out your toilet. Don't tell me that. It's yeah. crazy. Cover your cover your drains. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> But like in, in a building, like in a yeah, like a knows? condo building. Oh, you're in a condo building, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. No, Everything is a condo yeah. building in Toronto. That's yeah, gonna be okay. You're, you're fine. Yeah. yeah, I hope. I'm not getting all the way up there. I hope. I'm so petrified of like, like mice that like even now I just left my apartment in Toronto and I like left all the windows open because I was like. This is will not be a warm space for you to find mm. comfort <laughs> in. You know what I mean? Like nice. my Pigeons, cold. Yeah. Bats, no, and like it's else is inside your house now. <laughs> you have like screens though, right? No, I have screens, of course. Oh, okay. No, I didn't just like leave. Can you imagine? Where do I live? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you not in have Greece, screens on your house? In Greece, there's no screens. No, there's no. In Europe, there's they don't nothing. really have yeah, a lot of screens. Nothing, yeah. yeah, it's not really a thing. But I feel like the rats and mice in Europe are sophisticated. <laughs> you know? That's sweet. You've They're watched polite. Ratatouille once They're many polite. times. They're polite. They're yeah. polite. I feel like they I are more polite. Because I was in the south of France and I was walking and under the like the sidewalk, you, I could see all these little eyes. And mm. I'm like, is that cats? And my friend's like, that's rats. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and they're like just waiting yeah. for everybody to like leave and then like attack patient. all the garbage. Yeah. yeah. Like when we were in Bordeaux, we were eating like a kebab at like the water. And because yeah. the rats love oh, yeah. water, like yeah. their water. Because I lived in Halifax and there's like some yeah. stories. But in, in like water, Bordeaux. Why? 
they're water animals. Like rats are like they. It's like largely sewers. in like if you're in like that's exactly it. Like yeah. they live in the sewers. They live in water. Like they swim. Like that's right. why they're coming up through your yeah. pipes because they're in the <laughs> sewer systems. Whereas like mouse tend to be more like field and like woodland creatures. Whereas like like it, where I live in Montreal, there's not really an okay, <laughs> mother <know>. goose. Well, <laughs> Listen, okay, but so like we were in Bordeaux and we were eating by the water and I was like, what's over there? And it was like, I took my flashlight because we were like feeding them, you know, they're, I think they're cute. But we were like, and I looked over with my phone flashlight and it was like a sea of rats. And I was like, no. and I like threw, and it was so funny because like you, I threw a kebab and you, we kind of expected like a horde to come out and like pick it up as a team and like go back. And one rat came out and just was like dragging it in. Ugh. Anyways. There's a oh. famous rat in Halifax that took down a pigeon in the middle of the day. Wow. Like full broad daylight took down a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> I have considered getting like an outdoor cat just mm. so that I don't have to deal with like any kind of like mice or, or cause mm -hmm. dogs, I, mm -hmm. God bless dogs, but dogs are useless when it comes no, to that. Yeah. More and, scared yeah. And cats, it tends to actually just be the smell of having a cat will keep mice. I yeah. like, if you, you should predatory. rent a, rent a cat. Like find a way to rent a cat, put it in the apartment in Montreal well, just for like three days. Well, that's okay. So my best friend that lives that lived there and doesn't live there anymore, but went, mm -hmm. went through the the mice Thing. infestation. They ha she has a cat. Her parents have a cat that they adopted that was like a feral cat when there was a, a kitten, mm. and it just ended up being like an outdoor cat. Mm -hmm. Its name is Hiss. It routinely <laughs> like kills birds and mice and like brings them mm. gifts. Yeah, gifts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why don't you just bring like Hiss in for like a weekend? You know, like that would have been yeah. just like yeah. his like yeah, his like had, the yeah. best weekend of his life. Like yeah. he just would have yeah, gone bonkers, after all them yeah. all them out yeah. mice. So sure. my my buddy, this is this might get dark, but my buddy used to have a lot of mice, and his thing it was crazy. He's crazy, and like I'm talking like about pet mice. No, 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 okay. no, like mice that like would yeah. get in. He like lived in uh, Villamard like before it was getting gentrified, right. and like just so many mice years of you know. Yeah. And he was always like, you got to find the alpha, and you got to kill the alpha, and then the rest of them will leave. And he was so deep about fighting the mice. <laughs> This is the part that was dark, but the image of this is so funny to me that he was like, I needed to get all the mice. I'd put them all in a bag and then just swing the bag around oh. so they could all hear each other and I'd scare them off. And I'm just imagining this person losing his mind, dealing with mice, mice worrying yeah. about the mice needing to alpha and beta. And it just it was weeks of his life and he would just tell everyone about it and it was crazy. That's is this <laughs> after you? Is this man in a relationship? For sure. Now he is. And he's like For much sure. more cool. like. Chill. He's, <laughs> for sure. I fucking he's, hope so. He's chilled out. He's chill now. Swinging. There's somebody for everybody, Sarah. For sure, he's in a relationship. I don't agree with that. Oh no, there is. Trust me. Maybe it's I've maybe seen. the girlfriend is also a, a, a maybe mice she, bag mixer. Maybe. I don't. Know. Honestly, no. The girlfriend's great and understands him and calms him down. Good. Yeah, I'm happy for. I'm him. really. Uh, I'm happy about them. Sad for the mice. Happy for him. They've, they've been together longer yeah. than I ever expected. You know, it's it's oh, great. Yeah. Okay. And the yeah. mice are gone. He got the alpha. He got the alpha. He got the alpha. <laughs> Good God. I could never even like <sighs> enough to put a mouse in a bag. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, the, the putting the traps like we because I had a lived. I've, I've had multiple mouse infestations. And yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. One time there was baby like I was living when I was living in Amsterdam. I lived in my friend Olivia's apartment for a while. And because she was living with her boyfriend and I moved in and like there was one mouse and I was like, okay, there's just one. Like it's not a big, I live in Amsterdam. They're fucking yeah. everywhere. And literally a city built on water, rats and mice everywhere. And then I came home from, I was over in Scotland for a weekend and I came home and like, I found the mouse dead under my couch. So I was like, oh great. It took care of itself. <laughs> and there was like some blood. So I was like, I'm like, oh, okay. It just like pooped when it died. 
And then the next day I was like, what is that sound? And I was laying in my bed and I kind of look over and there's like baby oh, mice. So there's no. three baby no. mice. They no. came out from underneath the, the closet and I was like, no fucking way. And they were like obviously lost and like, you know, their mother had died. Like they were, you know, a little in bit helpless. They were. Yeah, exactly. She died, she died in childbirth. In childbirth. And so these mice were like in my, and I remember they were in my room and I like kind of woke up and I was like, okay. And I was sitting there like with a bowl and I was kind of like, okay, I'm ready. And then all of a sudden I like hear something and there I sit up and the mouse is like beside my pillow. And no, I was like, no, no fucking, no, no, but wait, it gets better. <laughs> that little baby mouse get up onto because your pillow? They're because they're climbing, because another one was up and like I had curtains beside this huge window. So I made that and I heard something don't... and I opened my eyes and there was a mouse descending down, like curtains like this, descending down the side of like the curtain a curtain above baby, a baby mouse. Like baby mouse. Oh, yeah. I mean, mission impossible oh, yeah. mouse. Immediate poison, dead the next day. Got those bitches, man. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But I like the here. ending of that story. Oh, yeah. They were dead immediately. <laughs> Everyone them. was like, not the babies. And I was like, fuck those babies, man. They are in my bed. It's disgusting. Jeez. That was a tough story yeah. to hear, but that end made Sorry. it all every, worth it. Every physical reaction Josh <laughs> just had, I had internally. Oh, uh, it's brutal, yeah, man. The fucking the pregnancy. And, oh, my God. Just yeah. the, the death. Oh, Okay, yeah. uh, what about you? Do you have any fears? I don't know. I was thinking about that the entire time I was talking. I was You're like, like stalling. You're yeah. <laughs> but, but no, because I'm kind of like John. Like, I I don't necessarily think maybe there's some, like, existential one. But, like, at the same time, not really. Like, I, I don't really have any basic, like, height spiders, things like that. I don't. I'm like you. I'm kind of just like you. Like, yeah. get away. But, like, I have a spider in my room. You know, like, he's chilling. And, yeah, who cares? But uh, other than that, not really. Like, I don't really have any fears of, like. No phobias. No, I used to be like, I'm afraid of SpongeBob, but I just wanted attention. You know? Okay. Um, but, but no, I don't really, I don't really think, I, I think I've made peace with a lot of fears that I used to have. Okay. What was a fear? Like maybe as a kid that you had, that you had to make peace with? Oh, obviously like not being loved. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ever. I have daddy issues. Oh, okay. You know, so okay. for me, it was always like, oh, okay, like that. But I've worked through that with like good relationships and a ther- multiple therapists. You Fuck know? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was like always one of them. Like, I was always kind of the fear of like being left and like I have big fears of abandonment, you know? Yeah. But which has all kind of been sometimes I still get those things where I'm kind of like, oh my God. Is is he gonna is he gonna leave me? He's not, <laughs> but he could, not. you know. He's but it's not. I think it's also nice to have a little bit of in relationships. I think it's nice to have a little bit of like fear because then you're like still working on your relationship. I think if people get too comfortable, then you kind of forget to like flirt and you forget to like tell the partner that you're with that you like like hanging out with them. <laughs> it's fair. You need that yeah. fear of abandonment to like y- yeah, keep you in it. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's it. No, absolutely. I agree. I was listening to a podcast about getting married, and she was like, "I think a lot of people get married and then they're like, oh, okay." I'm done. I can breathe now. And then their relationships die. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Mm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm well equipped. My dad left. I'm <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> leave me if you want. I'm good on my own. But yeah. don't, don't leave, leave me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> He's going to see this and be like, calm down. <laughs> I already left. No. Yeah. No. No. You have a, no, but you have a, a partner of how long now? Like, it's been a while, like a year, two It's years? been a while, yeah, a year, I think probably about a year and a half. We don't really have any, like, official date. Like, it's just kind of, like, July. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of, like, one of those things, like, you know, because we, it was very, like, we weren't really exclusive for the first, like, eight months. It was pretty relaxed and things like that. But then, so it's been over a year. Like, I would say, I would say probably a year and a half. Are you going to, like, pick a date? I feel like everybody, nobody has, like, a real anniversary. Yeah. They I just have know. an anniversary oh, that they, yeah. like, decided. I have, I, we have a fuck-aversary that sick. I celebrate. Because I said, I was like, because we had a date at a restaurant close to our house. And I was like, oh, like, we should go back there on, like, February 28th. 
And he was like, why? And I was like, that's the day. Because I had therapy the next morning and I canceled on my therapist because I was like, I'm oh in God. his house at 4 a.m. I'm not making my therapy at 7 a.m. I'm sorry. So and she was like, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have that date. But otherwise, other than that, we don't really have a specific date. No. So your bang anniversary is also the the day that you uh, did not show up to your therapy. <laughs> yes, but I we postponed it to like the next day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I love your therapist. Yeah, I don't have her anymore. But um, yeah, she got pregnant and then she had a kid and then she took some time away and then uh, that was kind of. Couldn't I got trust her one. anymore because she abandoned you. I was Absolutely. just going to say she left. Yeah, you. that's it. My, that my no, I had a therapist just... break up with me. I really? Said, yeah. She well, same thing. She had, went to have a kid, but then she kept some of her patients. And me, and my best friend, just happened to have had. The same therapist, oh, no. but we didn't know. It took us like months to figure it out until one day oh, I was like, yeah, Mel. And she was like, Mel. And then we like, we're like, oh, we have the same therapist. And then when she went, when she, you know, got pregnant and left, she was like, I talked to my friend and she kept my friend. Oh, but no. she didn't no. keep me. She was like, I'm keeping a select oh, roster of clients. Maybe like your friend was like maybe she needed more. Maybe she needed more. Exactly. She was like Michelle's a strong, you know, independent yeah. human. That's, such a that's, a, that's a nice way to, way to look at it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice, Josh. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's why I'm here. Kind. That's why Michelle keeps me around. Yeah, yeah. It's so sweet. I, I was love like, my wow, therapist. girl, she. <laughs> He's hot. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I love when people have male therapists. He's so hot. Could never be me. I shouldn't say that because he'll probably see this. But do you think he will? Probably. Really. Um. Yeah, no, he's really hot, and he swears, and I love that. Ooh. I mean, mm. he'll be like, "Your sister's fucked up." And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love. That's what I'm What's I the worst thing that. your sister's ever done to you? Oh my god, my, it's not that she's not bad. She's just a crazy person. Okay. Like she's not. Um, so maybe not necessarily to you, but like, what's the, the incident that's the craziest with her? If you feel comfortable outing your she'll sister, be, she'll be at like a comedy <laughs> show, and like obviously, like it's about me, right? Because like. I'm the comedian. Yeah. And the bartender went up to her and was like, oh, are you going on? And she's like, no. But then she'll look at me and she'll be like, what would I say if I go on? And I'm like, <laughs> you're not going on. Like, it's my night. She's like, like yeah, but this hypothetical, in this hypothetical stand-up show that I'm a part yeah. of. <laughs> exactly. But she's always would like. I? She's Give always me like, material. Get, like, but she's always <laughs> like, it's about her. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, Is she a Leo? No, she's a Sagittarius. Even worse. Sorry, I, I just know. burped. I don't know if you're that. I kicked someone into the two Taurus and Sagittarius do not get along, but we get along. It's just that she'll pull, pull things like that. Like, it's like, what? No, that's not about you. It's about me. And she's like, I think I'm going to go on stage. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. When is your birthday? It's coming up. April 30th. Okay. Good to know. Mm. Good to Am know. I crazy or does Claudio Capri say Sagittarius on stage? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear Sagittarius. Shout out Claudio. I'm sorry. I need to just confirm. I thought you guys might be able to confirm that. I'm sorry. That sounds like the Italian intonation of Sagittarius. Like he's like, Mm -hmm. I met this girl and she's into Zodiac and she says she's a Sagittarius. That is a phenomenal Claudio impersonation. I'm too too stoned right now to do full Claudio, but (laughs) let me get into it. Yeah, you have to do it with the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need the chest. It's a method. You need your shoulders and ears, folks. Yeah, that's what method acting. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just did a show. I just did a show with him in French. So I shouldn't talk about this. This podcast about you guys. But basically, you get judged after your set. You do three minutes. The gong show. Yeah. The gong show, and then halfway through, they'll they'll hit the gong if you bomb, and like then you're done. Whatever. Claudio got gonged, and then they just proceeded to. They didn't even give him advice. They just shat on him for ten minutes. It was crazy. It was to watch. Like I got multiple messages from people being like, this is hard to watch, man. This is... It was crazy. Poor guy. It was crazy. I feel like we have to protect Claudio no matter what, like at all costs. He's our <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah? I love him so much. Sweet. 
Look, I don't want to lose Claudio. I like Claudio's a fucking legend in the Montreal legend. comedy scene. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've met him. What do you mean I've met him? Like you know yeah, him? I've done yeah, okay. yeah, I've met him. I, don't know. I feel like, like there's no comedians no in Montreal that, that you have don't know met. each other. Yeah, all it's twenty true. of us are pretty. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. all twenty of us forty. Yeah. Okay. What um what are we spiraling about like this week or this month or recently or are you in and out of a spiral? I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Where to start? John, that was such an emphasized you should start, John, because that was so strong. Mine's pretty quick, but I just don't know how to do it all. Like it's a lot of stuff. Like that's mm. what makes me spiral. It's like I'm not gonna wake up at six o'clock in the morning, go to the gym. I'm going to wake up right before my shift. And then after my shift, then we have shows, we have life, we mm -hmm. have dating. We have like, it's just too much Instagram posting, figuring that all stuff, editing your videos, getting your videos. Like, I don't know, like life. It's just, it's a lot. It mm -hmm. is. Comedian, being a comedian is like 16 jobs. 16 jobs. Yeah. Because you're writing, you're getting there, you're performing, you're, yeah. you're yeah. producing it. If you're producing yeah. a show, you're a producer. If yeah. you're a graphic designer, you're a marketing yeah. person. Yeah, totally. You're an editor, video editor. You're, you're you doing have it to all. somehow figure out how to work a camera and get the right. Like, mm -hmm. I bought a camera six months ago. It's a great video camera. I've not been able to what like figure out. Get it? Is yeah. it a Sony? It's a Panasonic Lumix. Oh, five. But it's like recommended by. It was recommended to me by a videographer, and I just <coughs> don't know how to Sorry. set it up. Oh, right. So I'm Google, like YouTube, school YouTube, I know. maybe. Yeah, but when does she have the time? That's what we're talking about, right? Right. Like, There's right. no time. Right. Yeah. To you're go right. now, Google. Look, and I learn think that in that videography, <laughs> in that situation, John, just cut out the gym. Fuck the gym. Fuck oh, the gym. Yeah, fuck That's what it is. You know what I mean? The gym. Well, <laughs> I fuck the gym. Work, <laughs> comedy, uh, boyfriend. Yeah, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's like friends, and you guys will. Fuck understand me like I work Sunday to Thursday and then Friday I had a show today I have this so for me in my mind it's not a day off no you're no, of course not. It's so not. I've worked this entire week like yeah. I'm tired yeah. and then tomorrow I'm working right because I do Sunday to Thursday so then it's like okay again mm. there was no day off for me yeah and I don't know how to balance work life balance whatever yeah. that stuff I don't know how to do it there is none I don't think in in this that's it. particular industry yeah you know, um, it's 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 really it's hard to get days off in this, yeah. you know. So you have to. I think you have to work in a little time off every day. That's I'm what so I try. <laughs> Poor me. <laughs> no, but it's but it's such a it's it's a similar thing. I've been spiraling about. I've been I spiral a lot about like online like digital mm. presence. I think we're like in oh a bubble God. right now. You know, like the housing bubble. I think mm -hmm. we're like in a content bubble. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of just you, feels elaborate mean? on that. What yeah. do you mean? Which I think is interesting, and I was going to bring it up because you are someone I so watched. Good. Who? Well, it's cool because I I watched her I whole journey it. of like building her <laughs> she TikTok. She did it live. She posted I know. live. It's but it was four, a story, it's bro. It was days a story. To do the exact same story. Oh. Yeah, but make anyway, it quicker than that. You, I want that. You have like a you have like an instinct for it. I think I I'm I'm at a point where I'm so like I can't. It's like 
and maybe it's because like I'm following like a thousand comedians. So it mm. definitely the like when I open Instagram, it just feels like everyone's doing mm-hmm. clips and everyone's mm. doing podcasts and yeah. everyone's unfollow doing everything. Them. It just or mute. <laughs> mute, them, mute yeah. Them, yeah. Them. Oh, I unfollow. I don't I, I've only learned how to mute recently. <laughs> Yeah, I bet, yeah. I mean, I would have to mute pretty much everybody I follow. Like yeah. that would that I don't even have the time to mute everybody. Yeah, yeah. so it's hard it, too because comparison is the thief of joy as well, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah, and it just feels no, but it also with. feels like we're all kind of trying to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. We are, and we it are. just feels like everyone's running up the same hill, like with this, like kind of rushing each other up the same hill. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I put the, of this content. I've noticed, I've been noticing that, like, even videos that get, like, 5 million views. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a friend, her video I was went, like, are you getting 5 million views, Michelle? Definitely like, not. <laughs> I'm definitely not getting 5 million views. But I have, I know a girl with 5 million views. And yeah. she got that recently, and her follower count didn't go up. Mm. Because, That's why. So because really people are not, I don't think, now I think. Where'd she get yeah. the 5 million I views? Think, um, off of like a sketch video she no, no, did. No, TikTok, TikTok reels. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. That's crazy. Yeah, really and it used to be that Instagram had. I think TikTok people won't necessarily follow you; they'll just like the video that and track with sense. it because yeah. TikTok's not like you don't yeah. necessarily see yeah. that creator ever again, right. or or maybe the algorithm will push. If, but yeah. Instagram used to be like if you like even just a few months ago, I know people whose entire following changed based on one video yeah, they no, posted 100%. that went super viral. So cool. yeah. But now I think the barometer for going viral keeps just getting bigger and bigger. Like it used to yeah. be if you hit a million views, you were viral. Now you talk to any social media manager, one million is not even viral. No. Like 20, yeah, min- no, exactly. 20 million is yeah, viral. I think, exactly, yeah. That seems like a bit of a reach. No, but it really but is. But that's and their it's definition of like it. The views are inflated. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about how many views are like a three second watch. So, yeah. so many people mm. like right. are, are just like look for the, we kind of hit the bubble already where the money's not being given out the same way. No, it's not. Mu- no. Cause why so would it's, it? It's it, a commodity. People yeah. figured out what was going on yeah. for real. Um, and now you have to actually show your conversion. You don't just need views. Views are not enough. You have to show that you can sell. You have to have your ad deals and what you converted on those oh. ad deals to then get future ad deals. But if mm-hmm. you're good with that, then you can really, if you know how to sell, yeah. so it's like a whole different yeah. thing at it's that point. It's a whole different thing, yeah. And then soon people are going to learn that. And it just feels like, am mm-hmm. I just contributing to like digital waste? Because people oh, oftentimes Absolutely. just Absolutely. watch this video and they'll never watch it again. Yep. Yeah, They'll never, they won't follow you. You'll get a view. You'll go, oh, that video did okay. Um but you, I love you said you'll get a view. <laughs> yeah, like you'll get one view. One view. Great video. Excellent yeah. content. But it's like, yeah. so that's it. Like for every, like the way I see TikTok <laughs> is like every hundred views is probably about like two people actually watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so many, because TikTok has thresholds. TikTok, I find it's 300 and then like a thousand and then like 3,000 and then like 10,000. That like most videos you post on TikTok will get like 300 minimum. Yeah. That's like the minimum. But that's your, then people who get 300 views are like, they feel like they're shadow banned. Exactly. But then you break through that and yeah. you get, if you get past like 500, you're getting to like 1,000, 1,100. Right. But then it might slow down around there. Yeah. But then if you break through that, you get past like 1,700, you're probably gonna pass 3,000. But then like if you get 3,000 and slow down around there, you're gonna slow down unless you get to like 10,000. Yeah. 10,000 is the next threshold. And then there's yeah. probably more. And then it just- I Gets exponentially yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger, and exactly. then suddenly you're suddenly you're at 900k. And the thing of that TikTok that's overwhelming is that it. 
I've said this before, but like for me, I'm when I'm on TikTok, all the videos I'm seeing are videos that have performed well, right? Like you're not, it's very you're not rare that you're necessarily seeing a, a thousand video. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll throw it in. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just heart it just to give that person like yeah. love because I'm like, yeah. okay, well, it made it to my page. So yeah, like yeah. you're on, now you're, you're in this new level of like about to being, like yeah. about to be launched in the next threshold. Yeah. Yeah. So let me help you out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just creates this, it's kind of, I don't know. For me, it's like a perf like almost like perfection per paralysis or whatever that they call that, mm -hmm. where it's like everyone is doing it, everyone's yeah. succeeding at it, but me. Yeah. So I'm just not gonna it's, try. It's like you gotta you yeah, gotta change hard, it up. So yeah. that's what happens yeah. with everyone is like if you look at like the NPC trend. Like yeah. I came out of nowhere because someone did it. Someone just yeah. tried it. So it's like everyone's doing the same thing, and you gotta do it almost like to keep the muscle active. Yeah. And be, and then you get the idea one day, and you try something different, and then that's your thing. That's your and thing. And then you're in. But, but then it's, you need a different. You can't just do what everyone else is. You're doing. stuck to your thing. I just feel like I've watched people now, especially in stand up, um, and this is what I, I, I've talked to a few comics about it last week. I I just feel like. Managers and if you have a manager and an agent, they are telling you that you need a following. And in order to get a following, people are like, okay, how do I get a following? Social media is like the quickest way to get like a, a large digital following, let's say, mm -hmm. um, to convert that to ticket sales, which, you know what I mean? Mm. Which is also tricky. Which is also but tricky it's because true, it's not true. It's, it's not, not necessarily true that you, if you have, but I think the theory is the more followers you have, the bigger the percentage of those people that will buy tickets. So it just feels like it's being driven by like this financial incentive, which of course is, has always existed in this industry. I'm not saying it's not, mm -hmm. but then I watch people set up their video camera, go on stage and do things for clips. I hate And that. I feel like that pollutes stand up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But I just feel mm -hmm. like I've literally, it like takes the presence out of the performance for me for sometimes. Yeah. And I just feel like everyone's doing it. And so Mm -hmm. It's creating this like weird yeah, thing, weird. and then also just feels like everyone's on tour. You know what I mean? Like everyone, every standups on tour, <laughs> everyone, yes. and then not only yeah. standups are on tour, but like YouTubers are on tour, and YouTubers now. Like I saw someone release a special on Amazon. She's not a comic, but she has a comedy special. Oh yeah, can you tell us who it is? Yeah, tell us now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know. Um, uh, Girl, girl with no job. No. Oh. Not girl with no job. Yeah, girl with no job. No, she's a comic. The toast, like Claudia. Yeah, yeah. she's like been doing stand up for like a long time. She goes on tour regularly and like does her hour and like works it. Oh. I saw her hour in Toronto. I didn't love it, but like it was okay. crafted hour. Okay, okay. Well, I'm okay, a okay. Yeah, hater. Yeah. Well, I am a hater. <laughs> Well, this is what I did. I saw she had a comedy special, and then I went to Reddit. No, I get it. I, oh, and then everyone's probably talking like, shit, guaranteed. But it was like she's not like, in the clubs. She's not an open. Yeah. She's not doing things. She's not doing open mics. She's not grinding. But she like like does many shows with like hundreds of people. She mm. figured like, out regularly the social media on the road. thing. Like she figured but, it out. That uh, way. No, yeah. it's not. And like she, I, I gotta say though, at least I've heard some comments from her. She's very aware. She doesn't like talk like she's a comic. That's what bothers me is yeah. when people who are not comics talk like they're comics, they're delusional. It's crazy to me. But like her, she's like, I just like to do this. I'm, they laugh. They're my mm -hmm. audience. They have fun. Yeah. And she has her own audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. And like, there's, there's space for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I just, I, yeah, it just gets, it gets just, gets overwhelming. For it's sure. like, you, I, I get, you like, and then you spiral and then you're just like, I'm just, there's never a need for so much it. at this point that it's not only just like being yeah. a great stand up comic. It's like, you need an audience and your and audience, be an people just want to see someone they know. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to see a new comic anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is that you have to be an influencer and Josh, you're, you're extremely right on like the points where it's like, you have to be doing things that are 
slightly different. Yeah. You know, like it's, I don't know, because I've had videos go. So, yeah, I would, yeah, so I would talk about that. As viral. Yeah, yeah no, like, you've had you videos go super viral. What's what's the, multiple like, videos. What's like the most views you ever got? Um, the one that's sitting at right now is 3.7 million. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's viral. TikTok, yeah, and that's a joke because I was talking about native deodorant. The right. deodorant yes. brand because it's that was a garbage, doesn't fucking work. So I made this video about, and I have another one about my period, which was also at like three point two, I think. Sick. Yeah, but like the one about native deodorant. So I was I'm like, talking, I was like, period. who the fuck told me to buy this? Because somewhere in the back of my brain, I was like, oh, I've seen this brand. I've heard people talk about it. This is a good brand. I bought it. Doesn't fucking work. And I made this video being like, and I made like a I feel like a, a cancer joke about my mom, and like it was a savage video. Like, it, but it was funny. It was and so it, funny. It's super funny, and so it, it blew up. It went viral, and now. I have so much fucking deodorant in my house because <laughs> brands are sending me deodorant nice, that's because awesome. they see that Fuck yeah. TikTok. I've gotten a lot of like free shit off TikTok, yeah. which is great. It's hard because it's not money, and in Canada, it's also very difficult to monetize yeah. because on TikTok, there's no creator fund in Canada. So yeah. the only way you can get money, but even with is the creator fund, you need like tens and tens of millions. It's actually to like just get anything a over bucks. a million views no, you no, start no. to monetize on. But it's like it's pennies. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's the same with anything. It's crazy how because they know they know that the views yeah. are. It's their algorithm. Like they yeah. know what they're doing. It's there's so many people. I feel bad. Like they don't know how to get sponsorships, and they have like tens and tens of mm -hmm. millions of views, and they're only making like two three grand a month. Yeah, and it's that's crazy. And as for like it like translating Mr. Beast. to followers. Sorry, just Mr. Beast. Just he wanted to try the new Twitter uh, ad revenue. Mr. Beast, just the big these uh, like the most subscribed to like single YouTuber. Oh, okay, not like a company or anything. Well, right. he is a company, but it's one person. Right. Posted a video on Twitter. Uh, he got two hundred fifty thousand in ad revenue. Wow, which is like very fair for like the numbers that he did That's and crazy. everything, and like people thought based on other social medias that he was thousand or dollars. dollars. Okay, I was like, oh, no, no, no but it was like it was like one hundred and fifty million views, but okay. like. People thought he was gonna get like ten thousand based on like TikTok and YouTube Shorts mm -hmm. numbers because of how they were pumping it. So it's like I, I don't know. I, it's yeah. it sucks that certain places are not giving people the money they deserve. Yeah. But see, like even now you're explaining, and it, it sounds like you have so much. Like you both have so much knowledge of like even like the ad. Like I don't even I can't even begin to understand the monetization no. part of it. Um, let alone, but it just seems like you have to be like pivoting constantly because mm -hmm. it's always, it's such it a is. dynamic. Yeah. yeah. It, it's such a dynamic thing yeah. that you, going back to what John said, you can't take a day off. You no. have to be dialed mm -hmm. in. And, and I just, it's, I'm not good but, at it. It's not an yeah. instinct I have. And I don't have the money to hire someone to do it at this point. Yeah. I on think the, even on the like bright side, there's, up. so there, you got to be pivoting, but then eventually there's cycles of companies just going, fuck it. We're going to take them all. And they just dump so much money in that yeah. like, it's like everybody at one point wanted a seat geek deal. Or everybody at one point wanted whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. everybody's getting this one deal because that company's just dumping money in. So, like, even it, it'll come. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it comes. It's more it just, comes. like, to yeah. then get to that top percent, you need to be pivoting at all times yeah. and doing all kinds of shit. And, like, knowing, like, what deals they can actually give you. That's the yeah. thing is they'll offer you something that sometimes you're like, that's a great deal. You don't realize that you could be also getting so much yeah, more or on asking, another side. Or asking more from the same company. Exactly. That yeah. was like, I contacted Michelle Furtado kind mm -hmm. of when I first started doing TikTok. Yeah. You love, you know, love fantastic. Her. And she was so wonderful because she was like, I was like, wow, you're giving me so much information. That was, she said, she was like, when I started this, she was like, the one thing I will not do is gatekeep. And she gave me so much information. And one thing she said to me, she's like, when brands reach out to you, ask them for more. Like yeah. she was always. like, almost double with us because people are always, always. going to lowball you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this person is going to take, take less, you know? 
and that kind of thing. But like the first rule of negotiation is like never take the first deal because absolutely. they're they're 100% for sure undercutting like, you ab- every single time. But as for yeah. like it translating into like followers, which is one thing you were saying about like yeah. having like a bunch of views, translating to followers, I think is even more difficult because people need to find your content relatable, interesting for them enough for them to want to come back and see more. And then also they have to just like you. Like you, they have to enjoy. Yeah. There's a like ability aspect. Be like, you have yeah. to be like, well, and you also have so like the... I'm doing a mini series on Instagram called Microdosing Mom, where I'm unboxing my mom's yes, stuff. Yes, and yeah. that's so smart. But yeah. it's it's also because it's a, it's a it's a long game for me. Like I have another huge project that I'm working on that it's it's a longer game. But that there's one video of me like, unboxing Mama's air fryer and being like, I'm not, obviously not glad my mom's dead, but I'm happy to have her air fryer. <laughs> and that my I got almost two thousand followers from. I know it was from that video alone, but because I had other videos to back up the series that yeah. I was doing, because that one was eight seconds long. So it was a quick one. And I thought that would be better for TikTok. It did. It flopped on TikTok, but on Instagram, it's almost at a million. Mm. And so with that, when people go, they see that if they interact with it all, they're going to get more of your contact. As soon as you, your content, as soon as you interact with one video, you're automatically yeah. the algorithm yeah. puts for you sure. in their space. Which and is so, why you need to be doing it like almost every and day yeah. and because even, you need to be able to be also, yeah. now, It's almost, Instagram is almost better than TikTok now. It feels I, think it's, I think it's for different things. For me, I find my content on Instagram that is more personal does better on TikTok. It's stupid, quick, at negative. Fair. People love things that are negative, but on Instagram, mm. I find people are more interested in the longer form content. And so the grief content on on Instagram is doing remarkably well. On For Instagram, sure. it's flopping every single time. I think now the air fryer ones at like forty thousand on TikTok, but it it flopped. You know, like it yeah. wasn't mm. in my mind. That's like it's not a successful video. There's no comments. There's no interaction. No one's sharing it. Whereas on Instagram, people are commenting. People are interacting with it. People are messaging me. And from that, it, it's getting pushed like that. So like having things to fall back on when someone clicks on your page, being like, oh, what else is this person doing? Yeah. If I only had that one video, they wouldn't follow. They wouldn't follow me. No. But yeah. because I have a backlog of some of the videos I'm doing, people are like, oh, she's creating work. something. Yeah. She, well, but also when you guys are like saying like nobody's off, like. I don't fucking do this every day. I spend maybe like three hours a day and kind of like I'll edit, I'll do the videos and then I draft all of them so that all I have to spend is like 15 minutes. Mm. One day a week. Yeah. Or every, but see, every I can't three even do to that. five days. You know? Like I'm bored of it. Like I'll I'll do right. like, I'm going to do a content day. Like if I was to say like Monday's my yeah. content day, I'll film it, whatever, whatever. Yeah. That discipline, like I don't have it. Mm. I'll like get insecure, yeah. not and do it. I think it. that is or, what I mentioned earlier, like my instinct. Like I fucking love it. I love video editing. I love making yeah, content. Like I am such a whore for social Matthew, media. Matthew told me about something that has to do, I'm not saying you have OCD, but it, it like I feel like it makes sense with other things because it oh. resonated with me so much um, that like when you have OCD, because he had like very serious OCD, uh, you create these things in your head. So like that was like an exact. You go okay. I got to do content on this day. This is content mm-hmm. day. So then you go. You it, it's, it's kind of irrational. Thing. It yeah. doesn't really make sense. You just want it to make sense. Yeah. Then you do it. But then if you miss it once, yeah. you're like it's you over. It's, it's over. over. I'm not yeah. doing it. Yeah. It's done. Well, and you're also then smashing the all your creativity. Yeah, and then you're also like forcing yourself to only be creative for that block of time. Whereas for me, like if I have a content idea, usually I'll write it down. I'll put it in my notes up. Like I have a whole content mm. thing in my notes. Same with like writing jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes a joke will just come to you. You're not gonna be like, I have to get to a stage right the second or this joke's <laughs> gonna die. Like you write it down and you you know you think about it and then you bring it to a stage when you can. Yeah. So for me, like filming content, I think it 
it, and that's something that pays off as well as being more you're more natural about it. I so beg to like, differ on the getting to the stage right now. There is something in that. <laughs> if it is 3 a.m., Josh, where the fuck are you gonna go no, with no, the joke? No, no, but like the next, <laughs> the next day, day, like you're hitting yeah. it open no, right, yeah, like yeah, immediately. Yeah. But like you're like, still, but you're still gonna the next day you would okay, film the content. Okay, I thought you meant like like weeks no, or whatever. No, no, I was just no. like, there's something about that like fresh energy. Yeah, when yeah, you got, you absolutely. Know what I mean? Like it's just like inspiration. Yeah, exactly. And that feeds, and that's when I anytime I have a new joke, it does the best. Yeah, because people are like, oh, because so people fun. get totally you, excited no, about you, it. Exactly, so you that, get behind it. That translates to online. But no, see, like, so that exact thing translates but see, online. But like, the way that you talk about it is like you clearly really love it. Yeah, I and I think for me, I don't love it. It's not yeah, fun for me. I would have never, yeah. if, if stand-up didn't mandate that I be on TikTok or that mm-hmm. I be a content right. creator of some kind, yeah. mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. It's yeah. not, yeah. it freaks me out. I'm not good at being vulnerable. I'm not good at, get, that's not how I express myself mm-hmm. in like at all. I, that ex- yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like I get that excited about other things. Like I get excited about writing exactly. scripts or like I get excited about writing jokes and doing stand up. So it's like, absolutely, and that's kind of like been my like quote unquote resolution, not resolution is just to focus more on like things that I like and that don't drink. Cause the thing is too, is like you are being creative in so many different ways and it's hard. Rolls his eyes. <laughs> no, but it's hard. And if you're going yeah. to work, I don't know if your job is creative in any way. That's good. John hates his job. Okay. I hate my job. Don't you, you work at a, job. a what? A call center? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it drains you, doesn't it? Yeah, it drains, yeah. It drains yeah. my soul. Yeah. To be and then in I contact with people. Create and be creative. I mm-hmm. have to take like some downtime and then I can refresh and whatever. Yeah. But like it's it's soul sucking. I think, you, yeah, I think me, like, you're can I can I get real with you for a second? Yeah. I think you keep yourself in a box with when it comes to stand up. Like I think yeah. you're great and you have a lot of talent and it makes me sad that you don't let that talent explode out of that box. Yeah, I'm pu- I'm pushing myself. This year is my year of like pushing myself out of that. Your post that you scripted. made last night made me so happy about Busties. Yeah. That you were like mm, it was yeah. unscripted and it was on the spot and I, I and thank you for the energies whatever. And it's just like it's I'm so happy that you Legit. did that because I think that you could be yeah. one of the best in the city at that. Yeah. At fucking just fucking you know what That's I mean? It's hard for me. I, I prefer my yeah. comfort zone is scripted. I need mm. to sit and write it out. I need to like over and over again, but yeah, no, I have to get out of that because it's Post. not yeah, I, people are telling me host. People are telling me to go to Grumpy's. Also, like, yeah, go to Grumpy's. Yeah, yeah like, go die. I, you need to go die. Yeah, and I get it. You're yeah. working, but hey, if you get the new schedule at work and you're working later, yeah. to go to Grumpy's makes sense. Almost. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, you go to Grumpy's. You go home after. <laughs> you, you don't know? feel like I'm not fucking going to Grumpy's. I'm not going to Grumpy's. <laughs> okay, it's just I just no. know well, what you find, have. Yeah, I know what you have in you. There's other open mics too. There's so no, many open mics. And, yeah, but I think with Michelle was like, like the hosting thing, the open mic. Like yeah. for sure, I have to, I have to, I have to get out of my head because it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, and and I did well last night. Like I didn't do like I'm ten sure out of ten, but like I I I uh, what's it called? I delivered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was good. Like I wasn't like like uh, deer in the headlights. It's just using that muscle. It's not my exactly. It's like a muscle, like any other muscle. If you work yeah. it, you're gonna. And I just, I, yeah. anyways. That's no, no. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You and did was, great I was really on. Happy um, to see it. Well, part of the reason I booked the two of you today together was that you guys were so funny um, when we did the panel of um, Better Than Your Therapist. therapist. And that was an unscripted panel show. And you did great. Yeah, but I felt safe because it was with you, with you, with Miriam, with Ben. Like, I felt like in a safe space. We supported. Yeah, and even last night. Busties is like that, too. Tyler, like, all of those guys were, like, so amazing and, like, Mm -hmm. so supportive. The audience was really nice. Like, you know, it was... 
I, I don't think Grumpy's is going to be that supportive. No, 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 no. But there's value. There's so much value in Grumpy's. Is there, though? Dying at Grumpy's makes every other show so much better. And just your own overall, like, it, it, your yeah. soul and, con- like, it, 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 like, elevates you. And yeah. to crush at Grumpy's is a feeling like nothing mm-hmm. else. To like go into Grumpy's else. and lay it down is just have to... amazing. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've ever okay. even been I in did, Grumpy's, so I, I, uh, maybe I'll start going to a Grumpy show first I'll, and I'll go with you to okay. a Grumpy show. I did, yeah. uh, I did kickback post-smoke break. <laughs> okay. Kickback post-smoke break after the song break. And they did like a 25-minute song break. Yes. And then it's just like, all right, Josh Shapiro. And everybody's like still singing Sean Kingston. Yeah. And, I got, yeah. and I swear to God, I had done Grumpy's like 10, 15 weeks in a row. Right, yeah. And just every week just dying. And some weeks like doing well. Yeah. And I used the Grumpy's techniques yeah. at Kickback and got everyone to just... To calm down. And, and listen. Yes. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I it correlated exactly. Like, there's so much value in every show. You go mm-hmm. do the McKibbins with a good crowd. You do the McKibbins with a bad crowd. You do yeah. the third floor Sunday mic with a good crowd. You do it with a bad crowd. There's value in every show. And the more audiences you have, the more schemas for audiences you're able to, like, connect to. And it just is going to elevate you, like, all over. Yeah. Do it doesn't you- have to be about the audience. I'm not to interrupt you. But it doesn't also have to. It also can be a, a practice of, like, I'm going to go and practice feeling super uncomfortable and practice yeah. and practice being uncomfortable on stage, practice dealing with that and then practice dealing with being uncomfortable after the show. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's like some gigs I do in Toronto yeah. and I only do them once every few months. I, I did it last weekend and I, I ended up crying in an Uber <laughs> at the end of the oh, night. No. That's Not how bad Uber. it was. It was really bad. But what was so bad about it? Though? It's just like the gig itself is just bad. Like, it's just like you okay. always bomb. Everyone bombs. Like, right. it's just, you know, you're signing up for it. The money is good, but you just go up and you do it anyway. And I do it every few months and every few months. And like literally the days I'm doing it, I'm like prepping myself to be like, tonight's going to be fucking rough yeah. and I'm going to feel bad. But I have to practice this feeling, like yeah. being dealing with this feeling. So important. Because yeah. eventually I'm not going to f- care or I'm going to have like a map. Mm-hmm. That like I know kind of like what you just said about having the map to kick back because of how you dealt with exactly. grumpies. It it, it yeah. helps, but it's one hundred percent uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's but that's how I guess you push yourself out. So you know the kind of bombs where you kinda like there's bombs where you do your stuff into people not laughing as much as you'd like, but then there are the bombs where you try and fix it. Mm. And it, you know you it makes start it spiraling, and it's just horrible. Like it's so bad. Yeah, Have, you've never I, had I, that experience. You've right? never sped up or slowed down, yeah. or no, I've sped up to get blanked. off stage. That's it. That's what I'm saying. And you're just this. trying to get yeah. out of there. Exactly. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So when but. you're dealing with situations like that in places like Grumpy's, where literally half the bar is looking away from you, not even, yeah. and you're just doing it out. That day when you get to a theater with like 500 people mm-hmm. and you're bombing. Mm-hmm. You're able to deal with that so much better. If you're, you know what I mean. If your first like soul shattering bombs or like whatever, not first, but like if you're not as equipped to deal with it, and then it happens in yeah. a theater with so many people, yeah, it's gonna kill you. I my first bomb was in front of 150 people in there Rotterdam, you go. and I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. I walked Horrible. on. To be fair, to be fair, the host was brutal. I walked on to silence. Uh, no one laughed, and then I walked off to silence, and there was Oof. at least 150 people. And my buddy Rami was in the back. He was like, "Great set." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, but at the same time, like that experience, yeah. for sure, like it didn't destroy me. But I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." And I, I still never really because I had never bombed like that before, so it was really like 
kind of interesting situation where I was like, what was it? Like, why didn't they laugh even once? Like, it was really interesting. But then you're right. Like, I don't know if I... Like I can under I totally understand you like doing the reps at those places like that because I'm taking a bit of I'm in a bit of a pause from stand up because mm-hmm. it's it's exhausting it to continue like it doing is. that in like Montreal like so before I went to Europe I was doing like four to five shows a week and half of those shows were not incredible and I remember actually Raf kind of sat me down and he's like you're spending this isn't just an hour this is you getting ready for yeah. the show you yep. going to the show no you in off, a deficit yeah. because you're not getting paid for these shows you're paying you're paying for Drink beer you have to buy food whatever, you know, yeah. you're going home you have to decompress like it's 4 hours yep. of doing these things and yeah. for me i and i think it's specific to each comic because i don't necessarily find value in degrading myself on stage like that and being like knowing that i perform well knowing that i can handle audiences that don't love me because i know that i have that skill Whereas like sometimes I'm kind of like, and it took me, it took me a while to get there. Cause I was doing, even like before moving here, like I was doing those fucking mics that made me want to kill myself. And then it was, it really took Raph sitting me down being like, what is the value in this? Yeah. What value are you finding um. in going to these shows? And it was like a bit of reflection for me personally, kind of being like, there is hardly any value for me to be doing these, just exhausting myself, feeling bitter about the scene, feeling bitter about the act. I think that that's it just... for sure. That's it. If you're not happy yeah. and you're not you're not elevating yourself, then you shouldn't be doing it. You're wasting your time and you're wasting yeah. everyone's time. Yeah. But it's not like riding a bike. So as much as when you were doing it five days a week, you were equipped to deal with stuff. As time goes by, you lose those skills that you had, and you still have something in you. It's a, it's mm. an instinct. But you, there, to say you wouldn't be better by doing more is not true. But if you're not enjoying it, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Why would you do it if you don't enjoy it? What's mm-hmm. the point of that? Mm-hmm. I think you have to like. I think it's important to decide. Someone said this to me recently. To decide what you want out of stand up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like. I feel like what you're describing is how I feel about TikTok. You know, it's just oh, like yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it every day, mm-hmm. and I've been trying for a year to do it in some kind of like disciplined way. It's not fun. I don't like it. Yeah. So I've just like for now released it, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'll do the podcast. I'll do something else. Other avenues. I'll do whatever. I love stand up. I'm I'll be, I would be, I'm at an open mic every night. Like Mm -hmm. I like, but I love it. Like I love being there. I love the routine of getting there. Like it's like, I think you would agree. Kept me alive. You wouldn't describe bombing and going to bad shows as degrading yourself. I don't, I don't see it as degrading myself. I see it um, as like a workout that's not an easy workout to get stronger. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see though what you're saying in terms of like. No, if you feel that way, then it's not sure. good for you. No, if that's how if it that's feels, how that's horrible. Feel, yeah, uh, but I do think maybe this, does the degrading aspect have anything to do with like the pay? Because I think I think I mean, the pay Montreal, in Montreal is, a is very always a problem. specific yeah. like city the, where no one's getting paid to but, do anything. But so no, it can be really like. Like, you are at a deficit for sure if it feels yeah. like you're not, but, you're leaving every night and you're not. No, it's not like I'm like, feel like I'm like prostituting myself and I'm not getting <laughs> tipped, you know? But, like, it's it's not, it has nothing to do with the payment and has everything to do with the energy behind it. Mm. And like, you know, going to these spots where like, yeah, I'm doing reps, I'm doing reps and like, you know, I see the workout aspect for sure. Like, absolutely, you know? Would I be able to run like a five minute mile the same way I could last summer? 
You're right. Maybe not, but I'm still getting booked. Like I'm still doing good shows and I'm getting booked for audiences and I'm, And you if know. that makes you happy, that's great. But mm. is there value? But to say that you don't need it and there's no value, that's, I just got to push back on that for sure. But is there value? That's like, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, is there value in performing in front of three people yes. or four people that, or grumpies that nobody's paying attention to you? I feel Always. like when you're writing and when you're trying to present something and maybe because it came from storytelling mm, and people are right. there to listen to you and to actually yeah. enjoy the story. Um, for me to perform in front of two people and maybe get a laugh or not a laugh or whatever. It, there's no value. It's for a different me. experience, and that's what it is. You, know what I mean? you just I want to make 500 people laugh. If I make 500 people laugh, then I and know you just where open I am for, for um, Helen. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I get the practice part and the comfort so on it's, stage it's a very, it's for a, sure. Mm-hmm. But w- how do you know if your joke landed? There's one person. In the audience, mm-hmm. like it's it's very different. You're, you're going about it differently. You're going about every set differently, and it's it's giving you different like skills to possess on stage, and all of those skills get compiled into what you are as a comic, yeah. and those skills translate. What you right. can do sometimes with three, four, five people, I'm not saying do your jokes and decide yeah. if you should keep your jokes or not, but to get in that room and try and yeah. make those people laugh is is an amazing skill. And mm-hmm. if you can do it, yeah. it's it's such a fulfilling feeling to like do it for nobody and do it for everybody. Right. Both are amazing. Because yeah. I'm coming from it's a, a different writing... process, though. I think you have a different process. It sounds yeah. like you write everything down very yeah, meticulously. Like, exactly. Like I come from a writing thing. So for me, it's like if this write yeah. what I wrote is not connecting or whatever, then I'm like, oh, yeah. as opposed to like I'm comfortable Talking to this one person that's yeah. on stage, looking but then at me also like your your writing, like, right? Okay, How talk. could you adjust your writing? Yeah. You could look at that and go, okay, I'm listening to this show right now. I'm seeing how these comedians are doing. Yeah. I think if I move this thing from the joke here yeah. and do it a little bit differently, this person will get it, and it'll then teach you more like schemas with like types of audiences and types mm-hmm. of people. But that's what I mean, though. But you need the types of people. And if you're performing no, what in front I'm saying of one is, person, is there's three like, people there, and, and you, you change your delivery slightly. If I may, you also need the stage time. Like I come from the same background as John where having like 10 to 15 minutes of time and then coming to Montreal and everything's five minutes. You need for John, like you're a storyteller and I'm very similar. You need. I think that's a cop out. I think that's like a a lot of people use that. And I just don't think it's, I think that like there's building blocks. I love how you let me finish. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Finish? No, but it's just that thing where it's like, you can, you can view it as a cop out all you want, you know, but it doesn't change the perspective. It was like, if we are telling stories, you have five minutes, you need to get the audience in in that time. You have to get them on your side. You have to get them to like the, and you have to tell the jokes and you have to tell the story. Whereas like storytelling takes, you need time to have that growth. And like, it's hard to rewrite an entire story when you only have five minutes of stage time. For sure. Especially as as a gay man, especially as, sorry, you know you have five minutes going into it. It's yeah, like but how, how do you tell a full five-minute story in you five minutes? You write something else for the five minutes. But if you're a storyteller, why would you want to shift your art just to please three people in an audience? That's a whole different thing. If you're a storyteller, we're talking about doing stand-up comedy right now. We're but not talking about storytelling. I know, but John and I are saying form. that we're, we're storytelling comics. Is, yeah, we're not telling they, they have a different... Remember, because like mine they, is all their a story. Form is I don't, different. Okay, so you don't consider yourself a comedian. What? No, I do. Absolutely. So there we go. We're talking about stand-up comedy. We're not talking about storytelling. There think, are storytelling shows. I think the shows. definition of stand-up comedy, I think, I think, I don't know that there's like one definition. No, no, of course. But yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is, is there are storytelling shows that you do a bunch of. You just started in yeah, storytelling shows. Comedy. And yeah, then yeah, there yeah, are yeah. stand-up comedy shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are 
Yeah, you know? yeah. No, but I think they're saying their background in storytelling informs their stand-up comedy. Sure. So, so for them, maybe a long form, like you're telling a lot of long form jokes, a lot yeah. of long form yeah. stories. Yeah. And so you could Stretched make the argument yeah. that yes, you could segment it and work on one segment of it for five minutes that Not you're even. given. I would say do something else. If that's a 15 minute story, that, uh, I have a story that's about a 10 minute story. I don't do that story when I have five minute sets. I've but tried, it doesn't work. Okay, fine, whatever. But yeah. I. Because I'm also, I'm a storyteller as well. And that's my start in stand up is just telling stories, but I've adapted to different set times. And mm -hmm. when I have a uh, three minute set, For five sure. minute set, seven minute set, 10 minute set, 15 minute set, 25 minute set, it's all very different. For sure. But I think I think for you guys, you're saying the value of, of practicing that story in front of three people for their craft doesn't, it doesn't Jive. align. It no. doesn't align. Yeah. What would yeah. be like an alternative or like what would, what would be something you're like excited about? Um, like what would be something like if you had a 10 minute spot in front of three, mm -hmm. three people, would you find that valuable or like oh, what's yeah. a stage, what's a, what's a, a scenario you find valuable for you personally? Any, Cause I don't think she's saying it like as you weren't saying, you were saying just for you personally, you don't oh, find yeah. the value in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing that every comic is extremely individual as well. And everyone finds different things. And that's exactly like everyone has different forms of, of of comedy you know yeah. and there's incredible stand-up comics like mike berbiglia is a perfect example he's a stand-up comic who is a long-form storyteller like mike, his mike comedy Birbiglia is ran three minute and five minute mics for years and i'm not years. i'm not saying that he didn't okay but yeah but he maybe just, cut down the story to three minutes no no, no and minute, maybe yeah. did other stuff and then maybe built on it and maybe did a small <laughs> aspect that then got it added into a story there's just i just i don't i think that you guys are cool doing whatever makes you happy but I think to say there's no value in it is just wrong. It was just for personally. Me. Yeah. I'm there's not no saying value that I don't think but you're finding no, value in no, these things. No, but even for you, and I'm just saying if it's not like important in your life, that's fine. But there is, you can get something. You can always get something from it. And I'm sure that you can always get something in it. But I'm not saying for me personally, if there's certain there's certain specs where it's like I I don't think I'm going to get anything out of this. Okay. If it was a, if it was a 10 to 15 minute spot in front of three people. Bet your fucking ass I'm doing that. Okay. Absolutely. Because, so like, you were commenting on, um, you're commenting on how you and Raph had this conversation about, like, you feel like you're going out every night and it's, like, mm -hmm. not worth it to go to these, like. Because it, it's exhausting. Yeah. Because it's for exhausting me personally, for I find you. Do you record exactly. and listen back to every set you do? Almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, listening back to those short sets. Right. Like, you don't get anything from, like, hearing where it went wrong or maybe you could have done this differently. I think it really depends. It wasn't, like, a blanket. I'm not, like, every single show that I go to that only has two people can fuck off and die. That's yeah. not yeah, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's how you're taking it. You're taking it like I'm sitting here, like, shitting on every single venue that only ever has three people no. in it. No. And, like, shitting on that. every comic I, that thinks I, that that's I, valuable. I look yeah, at I'm you shitting. guys and I respect. <laughs> John, I'll I'm shit on you whenever you want. audiences. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm sitting on Yeah, that. you know, it is. It's, it's, it's extremely personal. And I think for me, like, the value for me comes from having longer times to craft out the style and types of jokes that I am wanting to be telling. But okay. also, I agree with you. In terms of performance, you always get something, even two people, ten people, yeah. one person, whatever. You're absolutely right. But for me, for the writing aspect, that's where I'm coming from. I'm mm -hmm. coming from the writing aspect to test my actual material. I find in a one-person or two-people audience, I, I can't gauge is this good? Should I work on it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. in a bigger, even 10, 15 people, 20 people, whatever, you sure. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then I feel like when I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, okay, I got some laughs here or not some laughs. This is where I have to work on, mm -hmm. you know, which part of the set that I would have to focus on. Yeah. But with one or two people, that's where maybe in my brain I have to shift to, like you're saying, remember that night at Baghdad? 
when there wasn't that many people yeah. and I was shitting myself because exactly. it's so intimate and whatever. But I still, then I worked more on my performance. I was more unhinged. I was saying the same material, same story, mm -hmm. but I was doing it for these five people that were at their Christmas party. And I seemed crazy because I was going slower, slower. Mm -hmm. I was trying to, you know, learn and test myself performance wise. And that's but it. I so mean, it's like, now you're talking about like, like a, a great paid spot. That you're, that you're, no, no, but I'm saying like that audience. you're, that I you're, need an audience. No, 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 mm -hmm. but that spot, no, yeah. no, but what I'm saying is, is you, the way you just described that, it was yeah. great. You're like, I got something from this, yeah. I adapted to it, I yeah. learned from this experience, yeah. right? But it's like, now we're talking about a spot that's like a great spot and yeah. like, like a sought after spot that's paid very well yeah. that you could have been getting those skills at like many other, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're but waiting night, until there the, wasn't that many people. It was like the snowstorm. That's what I'm saying. Like but that whatever. can happen anyway. Yeah. Snowstorm, crazy time. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Bordeaux. Bordeaux sold out months at oh, a time. Yeah, yeah. And you know I filled mean? in there so with full audience. Anything can happen in any show and having that skill set, it just makes you, it just elevates yeah. you. It just, mm. everything helps at the end of the day. Yeah, I think there's yeah. diff like a different, um, like I think there's process. Everyone has a different process. Yeah. Um, I think, what what would you guys like what do you think about I think this is a, an issue that a lot of Montreal comics have like like what would you think would be more like would make stand up more fun or valuable in this city I think for it, you personally for me it would just be really just every we all have to work on bringing people getting Montreal more involved in terms of audience mm -hmm. and yeah increase a little bit the pay that wouldn't yeah I mean know, the pay is it's important it is but like, I mean yeah. it's an issue that it's crazy it's, it's an crazy. issue that and I you and I have talked yeah. about yep. it's and an we issue we're trying to, to fix you yep. know yeah. with like trying very hard some of the shows that like I mean when I produce I try and pay more than whatever this weird fucking average that we're yeah, stuck I don't understand on. Why yeah. that, what that is. But you said too, at the beginning of this, that you're also taking a step back from stand up. Is yeah. there something else you're focusing on, focusing on creatively? Cause it clearly yeah. sounds like it's just not oh, yeah, something no, you're no. inspired by right now. And I think well, that's fine. And, on, and honestly, for me, that's the thing. Like I wouldn't say that I'm like stand up comedy. If I don't make it in stand up comedy, that's it. I'm done. Well, no, you have an improv background. Don't you? Like when I met I, you, yeah, I started with, with improv and I started also in Europe where the stage time is plentiful, you know, yeah. like even when Different I was back there, energy. There. Yeah. different energy longer sets different more pay energy, like that's yeah. and for me it's like for me pay really i would i've never done anything for money you know and i'm not going to start doing it same. now but at the same time obviously that is a nice incentive but for me largely in montreal it comes down to the stage time but i am taking a step back because i have i am working on my own projects and i'm cha i just changed my job like i have a new i have a new full job and then i also have like a side job as well but i'm focusing more online and my online presence because i have yeah, yeah i'm working i'm working on like lots of big projects and like it's, it's also hard because i can't I can't talk about it. No, that's like, fine. Fully. Don't talk about that. Like, I really want to. Yeah. But it's one of those things, like, so both of them are really, like, I'm, I'm applying for grants for one of them, and then another one is, like, largely in works, you know, which will be coming out hopefully soon. But it's also one of those things where kind of, like, I want to talk about it so bad, but, like, you I, can talk about I don't it. have I'm the, cl I don't have the clear, yeah. I don't have the go-ahead to be, like, yes, go talk about it. Because I think that's it. Like, I think that's the, the thing is, like, if your main, like, I think your main art or your main art is yes. stand up. 100%. It's like it's through all and, and I'm I have we have the same affliction. It's not better or worse. It's just we're no. obsessed no, with it no, in no. a way. At all. No. At all. It's like just like yeah. a, it's like an obsession and it's one track and I actually have to step back from other things in order right. to prioritize stand up. Yes. Like I step back from my digital presence. Mm -hmm. I step back from producing. I yeah. step back from a bunch of stuff to focus on stand up because it's yeah. like that's what I want to do and For writing. Sure. That's it. Those are yeah. like the two things. Which go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. But you're much more of like a multifaceted artist you're doing all kinds of different things you also act don't you 
Yeah, yeah, bit. yes and no. Yes okay. and no with the acting because I was like going to take a course and then I was kind of like, I, that, and then it was also I wanted to take this course and I was like, I don't have time because I'm grinding at stand up. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, I don't have time and I was working like more of a full time job. Whereas now my schedule, I'm working Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. I have four days off and I work nights. So I have all of my mornings. I have four days off at home to focus on my own projects and like focus on that's, what yeah. I'm doing, <laughs> which in turn will hopefully benefit other people. And that's yeah. like kind of the main goal of all of it, right? That's awesome. Is like, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I wish I could talk about it more. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, because it's really exciting. That's it. I, I can't. Yeah. 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 And what about you, John? Do you do like, is there any other ways you're creative? And then we'll wrap up because we're a little bit over. Just, but. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to work more on that. Like what you're saying and just putting myself more out there, trying to focus on the digital stuff. Like it's, I'm trying to do it mm -hmm. all. Do you, you go back to storytelling ever? Like, do you ever yeah, do any storytelling events? Yeah. I just did replay, replay a really fun Oh my God. You should have told me. I know. You Anytime were here, you're, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anytime you're in Toronto, please DM yeah. me because I'll come. I go watch everybody. No, I think from I did. You were like, I'm here. <laughs> I go. I, I saw Raji. I saw Sean Carson. Like literally every yeah. step. I'm like, just tell me I'll, I'll be there. I don't have a lot of friends. In yeah, no, I, I go back when I need like a little bit of a hug. I go back to storytelling. Uh, oh, yeah. And then I, and then I fall I back to love Yeah. Comedy. And I think, I think it's valuable to do things that are parallel to stand up. Like yeah. I think yeah. storytelling is parallel to stand up. I've been thinking of even doing improv just to me too just do to it. practice like being on the spot and improv is exceptional for crowd work yeah it's improv exceptional and when and yeah. when you have an audience yes. that's like not with it having an improv back i honestly that's yeah. like 100%. the biggest godsend is having an improv yeah. background because you have the skills and also yeah. you're not scared yeah because i mean it, i started too my first yeah, oh like, yeah you my high first school example improv, right? yeah my first yeah. like interaction with making people laugh was as an as an yeah. improv person as part of a yeah. team a troop yeah but i mean kira we're on the same <laughs> oh, team cute. and so we oh. do have that bone that we like fall yeah. back on yeah um but it's like yeah. i lost it like you said like i didn't yeah. do it for 10 years and, and then i started yeah. back getting back and into it i feel like that's what i was gonna say to you is that you should do like improv club yeah, earlier because to. what it does is it adds almost a set of rules to the unknown mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there are like yeah rules the structure, in improv. The structure like, improv. so in those yeah. moments where you're not you know relying yeah. on a script there is still structure in what you're yeah. doing yeah. that even if it doesn't look like it, you know what you're doing. You're putting pieces but then it's, together. But then yeah. improv's hard because you have to trust the person that you're on stage with. And that's where I came into a problem a lot with improv because if you don't trust the person that you're sharing a scene with, you're fucked. Well, yeah, you're scared because that you're going to do a bit. They're just going to run but, off stage and, and abandon you. And that's you. the thing. And it's like no matter <laughs> yeah. how many is you can set up is because I started with the Herald, which is like a really specific, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's a very, very specific format. Yeah, rock shirt. And it has yeah. to be. So when I was doing these improv classes, I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And then I was on stage with someone that I didn't trust and they, and they kind of like, they weren't really following the rules. And I had like a panic because I was like, the rules like I remember being like the, what are you doing and then when I moved here I went started going to theater St. Catherine where their whole thing is like chaos first and I yeah. was like I can't do this like I was like I need the rules I need the structure but it, for me I find stand-up more enjoyable than improv because you only it's only yourself yeah there's but no one else you can be but like, I mean I meant guy. improvising in stand-up but yeah, in stand-up yeah, yeah. sort of that rule do you yeah. trust the audience every time you're on stage or do you just mm. trust yourself no, no no it's almost you know what you're doing there's structure to what you're okay. going into when you're going into the unknown yeah and you don't really need to trust the audience and that's why bombing like helps is like like doing crowd work you develop like i keep saying schemas but you develop so many things that like eventually you're asking questions that don't have a good answer you know how to answer but to go crowd back, work okay. gets written yeah. eventually and yeah. it's not all written but really, it's just like i think you would be a great host and i think um you would, i've tried before pandemic you would and I do have a to great job it, yeah. and and you learn so much and as much as it feels really scary, being a host is kind of like an invisible. You're mostly invisible to the show, right, mm -hmm. right, so right. It, it's a it's 
no one's like leaving the show being like that host that is host you know like they shows. might be like oh the host was wild if the host doesn't know what they're doing but most of the time people aren't really paying attention to the host okay and so it gives you a nice little like come like breather comfort zone to just you know to be really present to for the whole show and like you know see what people are doing it helps you read other comics because yeah. your your job is to keep things mm -hmm. kind of all at the same level yes. you know what i mean so if someone has a bad set then it's your job to bring it back up right. for the next one it's just like I, last year my goal was get good at hosting and i did it and it was uncomfortable and awful and i still do it and i don't even really like it that much to be honest i love some clubs, i love yeah. hosting some I clubs hosting. like i'll host an op the open mic at third floor like every week if I could. If I lived here, I would host it every week. Like yeah. I love I love hosting that, even though there's no host now, but I used to love hosting is it. There no, so is fun. there no host now? It's like a God mic host. God, it's just, just like, uh, so it's quicker. This name, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Get through Next it. Next three names. Get through it. Get everyone stage time. Yeah. Fucking mm -hmm. shorter sets. Yeah. It's better. It's better just for everyone. better for that. But mm -hmm. anyway, I, I hosting, and so when people ask me to host, and also like people are always looking for hosts. So, yeah. I mean, like we're looking for hosts always, all I'm the like, time. Um, and Andrew Please. started hosting and Corey and he did a great yeah. job um, and he did it and, and yeah and I, I just recommend it to everyone. Andrew literally was incredible. So I, I was it was like a a Tuesday and in my mind I go fuck Andrew should host. We should get Andrew to host the weekend and see how it goes. Okay. Andrew's never hosted. We should get Andrew to host. Yeah. And then on the Friday I was so sick. It oh, was crazy, and I was supposed to host, and Andrew was on the lineup, uh -huh. so I was like, Andrew, can you host? And Andrew was like, yeah. I was literally getting messages from people being like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Nice. Andrew's such a good no, host. Yes. We need have this you, to happen have more Have you had often. him on here yet? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, we're doing his episode tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I fucking love yeah. that guy. And he has a lot of charisma. I think you have a lot of charisma as well. I don't. You do. You do. Oh, you know you do. You do. And it's like you make charisma. people happy. Yeah. It's good. It's You're me. good energy. <laughs> no. You're good energy. Okay, guys, we have to okay. wrap up because our next I'm guest. So I, think I, have is I have to pee so bad. Yeah. Before we oh, do though, I want to give everyone the um, the opportunity to uh, plug something. So plug whatever you want, and then uh, and then we'll say goodbye. I'm gonna be uh, Valentine's Day. Oh my God, we're on the same show. I'm gonna be at the Nest and at uh, Voix de Ville at the Wiggle Room. Wow, you're okay, not even awesome. there for the whole thing. I'm in the same show. You can find at me at Sarah is Famous on Instagram and Sarah, Sarah Warren Comedy on TikTok. Well, you can find and me at, at John Cookie Place. <laughs> with a K. <laughs> with a K. <laughs> with a K. <laughs> not with this. I'm just yeah. kidding. But yeah, um, we're on the same Valentine's Day show at Vaudeville. Amazing. Which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so yeah. Sarah Warren, John Cotocra. Sure. I got it, basically. <laughs> Nailed and, it. Um, Rock. And uh, you know Kutukwa. where to find me and Josh. We'll be here next week. We'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Woo! Bye. Thank you. Bye.